Welcome to the Research in Focus podcast. I'm Susan O'Neill, the Associate Dean Academic and Research for the Faculty of Education at Simon Fraser University. This podcast focuses on in-depth interviews and conversations with our faculty members on their research activities and the impacts of their work locally and worldwide. Providing inclusion support for students with developmental disabilities is the main focus of the Step Forward project. Hi, I am Marcus, and welcome to Episode 1 of the Researching Focus podcast. In this episode, I had the chance to interview Professor Charles Bingham, who talked about his contribution to the Step Forward project as well as to the educational community. Enjoy! Well, thank you so much for being here with us today. Um, so before we dig in, I want to ask you about your background. So I've been uh, in academia for, I think, 16 years. And I started at DePaul University, and then I came here to SFU 15 years ago. Oh. So, and before being in academia, I was a school teacher. Oh. So I started in South Africa, where I taught in high school for four years, mm -hmm. and then I taught in Washington State uh, for another nine years. Wow. And my like teaching has always been very tied to social justice concerns. Yeah. So I taught in South Africa under apartheid in an uh, all-black school. Uh, of course, in South Africa when I taught, we didn't have such a thing as inclusion. Mm -hmm. So I was more oriented towards uh, uh, racial injustices and integration when I started teaching and in my writing. Mm -hmm. And uh, so my background is mainly in teaching and thinking about teaching and I study philosophy of education. Okay. So um, that's where I do my writing. Oh, nice. So what's your, your main area of schooling here at SFU? Which kind of classes do you teach? Um, so I teach almost all levels. I'll teach PhD courses mm -hmm. and I'll teach master's courses and I'll teach undergraduate courses, and I also work with PDP, which is professional development programs, mm -hmm. which means I work with student teachers. Okay. Um, my focus is always around social issues okay. and social justice and also philosophical perspectives mm -hmm. on things like emancipation in education. Mm -hmm. So for example, one of my favorite courses is an undergraduate course called Social Issues in Education, okay. and we talk about uh, political ideas like the idea of rec recognition and the mm -hmm. idea of how schools reproduce certain equalities but also certain inequalities in schools. Um, so those are my areas. I, I've written on, I wrote a book on um, authority in education. Okay. I wrote a book on recognition in education. I wrote a book on, uh, I edited a book on relationality in education and then I also did a study of a political philosopher who's French named mm -hmm. Jacques Rancière. Yeah. And we, um, I wrote a book, co-authored a book on his his work, okay. but it's always towards how do we make our schools more equitable, equitable places. Mm -hmm. And it's very, as you're explaining, it sounds that it's very related to social justice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it all is. Yeah, interesting. So you continue this work um, since you first started. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Nice. My my just as an aside, my mother sent me to an elementary school in grade two which was the first, this was in the United States, which was the first reverse desegregated school 
in the United States where a bunch of white kids got bussed into a black school. So I've, for a long time I've been like thinking about educational issues and social justice. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, it must have been a shock for you to see that happening. It was fine. Yeah? My mother prepared as well. Okay. Yeah. So um, I'm kind of understand a little bit more about this Step Forward program around mm -hmm. because you're explaining about social justice and um, is that how this project came about for you? That is my connection to yeah. Step Forward. Uh, although specifically, I was introduced to Step Forwards to Steps Forward BC through um, having a student in my class. Mm -hmm. Her name is Shannon, and she was um, severely disabled. Okay. Uh, she couldn't communicate, and she couldn't. She didn't have mobility, mm -hmm. and she was in my class. And then Steps Forward BC approached me. I didn't know anything about them, and they yeah. approached me saying, "Well, we um, assist students with." developmental disabilities to follow uh, university class classes mm -hmm. and I said sure that sounds right up my alley and uh, so I had a class I taught Shannon in a class and then I taught her in another class mm -hmm. and then subsequently um, I got to know the people at Steps Forward BC very well mm -hmm. it's an organization that's funded by BCL uh, BCLC community CLBC sorry uh, community living British Columbia yep. and um, I got to know them very well some of the players and the board members and then they asked me to be on the board of directors there okay. and uh, and so now I'm on the board of directors and s subsequently the the woman who was in my class Shannon she's passed away mm -hmm. um, I became close friends with her family and but her family was proud of her she was only supposed to live for three years and she uh, lived for 22. Wow, that's a huge yeah. difference. Yeah. Wow, it, it sounds like an amazing project that um, you you kind of integrated your knowledge and, and a, a need that the community was seeing of helping uh, developmental kids to learn. Is that... That's it. And I, I was happy and they were happy to, when we make this connection along social, uh, the rights of, of the students to learn in university. So when we started talking about social justice and the rights of those developmentally disabled students, um, I was very happy to learn that they were talking in those terms, mm -hmm. and they were very happy to learn that I was talking in those terms. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was a, a good marriage there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting. And then they uh, had hoped that I might be able to do something just like we're doing, and that is to make a link between academic work and their work because so far they don't have a direct link to academic research mm -hmm. they've simply been an activist group that gets these students to be able to take courses okay. so they're very happy to see that I was willing to take on that role as part of their board of directors because their board of directors didn't have anybody in academics yeah and now they have me yeah so can you tell us a little bit more about this project of you that you're taking on right now? okay so they haven't although they've done a lot of research work it hasn't been sanctioned in any academic sense okay. so they have worked with inclusion Alberta to come up with um, assessment tools mm -hmm. for their nonprofit organizations okay. and those assessment tools have entailed a lot of um, a lot of interviews with participants, mm -hmm. parents, community members, professors, administrators, um, 
to determine how successful the program is. Mm -hmm. So I won't say that they haven't been researching. They've been okay. doing a lot of researching, but it hasn't been necessarily published in any form and it hasn't oh. been done in any way that's sanctioned academically. Mm -hmm. And so although they have a good research base, uh, it's just a nice wedding of um, academics and a not-for-profit uh, group and we think that we could really um, benefit each other. Yeah, that sounds like a huge gap uh, yes. for the educational community right now when you don't have this type of research. Yes. I, I don't you correct me if I'm wrong, but I kind of validated, right, that it's a need. Yes. Yes, there's a lot of work to be done. Yeah. Yes. So what else can you tell us about your, your role there? Um, and in this project? So right now, in this particular project, which is we're writing a smaller connections grant, okay. um, we're bringing together experts in the field of post-secondary inclusion from uh, BC and mm -hmm. from Alberta. And we hope to have a three-day workshop with about 30 per participants. They would be academics, they would be uh, non-for-profit, not-for-profit leaders, uh, they would be university administrators, they would be parents of students who have participated in, um, step in both Inclusion Alberta's version of Inclusion and Steps Forward BC, and they'd be students themselves. And our idea is to generate a research agenda mm -hmm. around post-secondary inclusion. Okay. Yeah. And how Step might look like, if you can share with us a little bit? Well, we, the, re the workshop itself will establish more specific questions, but some of the questions that we'd like to look into are, first, um, how might parents become more aware that their children with developmental disabilities have the possibility of attending university classes? Right now, m we find that most parents that we talk with aren't necessarily aware that there are students who are currently in IEPs, in Individualized Education Programs, in secondary schools might have that option. Mm -hmm. So that's one avenue. Um, another avenue, like one question, another research question would be, how could the idea of post-secondary inclusion become more streamlined and well-defined. Mm -hmm. There's inclusion in universities and colleges all around Canada, mm -hmm. but the programs vary widely. Mm. So in some universities um, there is inclusion, but it's more that students with developmental disabilities are enabled to take a few special classes with it, not in the general population of students, but only within a certain segment of the university and those courses are often focused toward living skills, life skills. Um, the difference between what we promote and what Alberta and Alberta promotes versus the other versions are that um, our students are able to choose which courses they would like to attend, okay. any. So our students have uh, attended courses in physics and chemistry and education and women's studies and 
history and philosophy, all kinds of courses. So what we're hoping is to establish a more unified vision of how inclusive education can be for such students. So one research question would be, well, how can things become streamlined throughout Canada based on the model that's been pretty well established in Alberta mm -hmm. and also in BC? Nice. Uh, another question is the question of uh, university administration. So mm -hmm. how could university administrators uh, become aware that of this potential mm -hmm. for inclusion for um, uh, students with uh, developmental disabilities beyond like, at SFU, for example, we have a wonderful uh, center for students with disabilities. But those are the students who are accepted through the traditional yeah. methods of application. Yeah, yeah. So it, it sounds like even though it is inclusive, but there is many gaps on that inclusion. That that's the research is aiming for to precisely make more inclusive than yes you might going to face a lot of challenges with this approach are you already experiencing some of them um i would say that most challenges don't come from people who disagree with such a thing yeah. but the challenges come from uh, reframing the policies of universities and nonprofit organizations um, to support uh, what I would call equitable inclusion. Mm -hmm. um, and another challenge comes from the families of students, mm -hmm. or of, peop of student, potential students with developmental disabilities. Mm -hmm. Some families um, think of the future of their children in terms of segregated living mm -hmm. and not necessarily in terms of the possibilities for work and other social connections that um, attending university affords. So the parents, um, we also hope that parents would start to realize would, that maybe there would be a way to promote awareness among parents mm -hmm. that um, universities afford for their children um, not only education but social connection. Mm -hmm. And it's been proven through research that has been done in Alberta and in BC that those students who attend universities with developmental disabilities, they um, gain, they obtain some sort of gainful employment um, at a rate of 70% mm -hmm. versus those who don't attend post-secondary institutions, it's about 30%. Mm -hmm. So there's a great gap there, yeah. which we hope to ed educate parents about. Yeah. So it's not only a systemic problem with the institutions to make the inclusion, but it's also the awareness that you parents need to be uh, more educated, perhaps, mm -hmm. on, on, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's a, a huge project. How many people are involved in this project? Um, well, the specific project, we're organizing a workshop of 30 people, yeah. all of whom are uh, experts to some extent in mm -hmm. post-secondary inclusion, uh, including the CEO of um, Inclusion Alberta, um, some professors, um, folks in BC who are um, the executive director of Steps Forward BC, some folks who are ex experts, as well as practitioners, people who have been um, facilitators 
because these students who most of them come with a facilitator who helps to develop a curriculum that suits their particular needs in any given course. Yeah, so, so far 30 people are involved in this particular project. However, for example, just at SFU over the past um, 15 years or so, there have been uh, over 70 professors who have taught uh, our students. Yeah. So it's a big network. Yeah. That's another thing that I hope, personally, our research could tap into, is that yeah. there's, a, there's, a, there's a whole army of allies out there if we can just establish some communication yeah. with that army of allies. Yeah, I would say that this is one of um, another challenge. Yeah. So another question, my research question, but once again, we haven't properly posed these research yeah, yeah. questions, but another research question would be um, how could more university professors and sessionals become allies for post-secondary inclusion. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Well, thank you so much for bringing this research and, and also telling us a little bit more about what it's about to come. Mm -hmm. It's being fresh out of the oven. I can um, say another research question that we've talked about yeah. that is um, very important as well is to what extent do students who are uh, in a university or college benefit from ha having fellow students who with developmental disabilities. In other, so in other words, what types of friendships do they make and what type of new awarenesses do they, do they glean? Mm -hmm. Since you start thinking about those questions, and um, can you tell us a little bit what you have learned so far in this project? Uh, personally, I've learned the extent to which this is a surprising new idea for many people. Yeah. And it was a surprising idea to me. And I realize now that, so I've learned that this is an idea that needs to grow. Uh, I've also learned and been surprised that there are a number of faculty members who have not been willing to participate. So there have been some who have not been willing to participate. But that took me by surprise when I found that out. Um, I have also learned more about the... Okay, so the, the one question is how can people become, how can parents become more aware of the opportunities for their students? Mm -hmm. But I've learned the extent to which parents who are aware of these opportunities yeah. are huge advocates wow. and yeah. how much they support and advocate and um, do for their for their children. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned that it was a surprise for you to hear that some faculty members wouldn't participate. Mm -hmm. What was the most impactful thing that you think that it's making them to be distant from this project? I think that it's the tradition of universities being an elite place okay. with elite qualifications um, qualifying standards and then elite graduating standards that is not necessarily um, the perspective of any particular professor yeah. as it is there's a systemic yeah. resilience against being open yeah. and not elite. Yeah, it sounds like it speaks a lot about the social uh, injustice that also happens within 
institutions. Yes. Yeah. So, for example, the university, universe, the United Nations Declaration on the Rights of Persons with Disabilities um, advocates, and Canada is a signatory on that declaration, that um, advocates for people with disabilities to have equitable education in elementary and secondary, but it doesn't mention post-secondary. Oh. So, um, the gap is right there. The gap right, is right yeah. there. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you so much for sharing. I can be asking you more questions, but we are already in 20 minutes. So okay. I just want to ask you if there is anything else that you would like to share with us that it is important about this project. Uh, yes. I think that a university is a place that needs to be an experiment for the future. And I think the future of Canadian society is becoming more and more inclusive and needs to be. And I think that universities should be at the forefront of that great experiment. And we're not yet there, but we could go there. Yeah, there is work to do and it yeah. seems like you you're there working on it. Thank you so much for being here and telling us about the project. Thank you for having me. Research in Focus podcast is produced by the Faculty of Education at Simon Fraser University. Stay up to date on the faculty by visiting our research website at sfu.ca slash education slash research and focus and by subscribing to us on iTunes. Thank you for listening.